Welcome and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for another SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, the Vice President of Site Engagement with SCRS. This program allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and for our community to learn more about our membership. Today, we have Ellen Price, the Senior Director of Patient Experience with Velocity Clinical Research. Ellen is here to share Velocity's efforts into patient centricity and give us an update on the patient review system that won a recent award with the SCRS Aspria Insight Tank. Ellen, we'd love to get an introduction from you. Hi, guys. I am Ellen Price. As Jimmy mentioned, I am happy to uh, act as Senior Director of Patient Experience for Velocity Clinical Research. I head a team of five people whose focus is really elevating the participant voice, making sure that we put them at the forefront of everything that Velocity does. Um, we, we do that in many ways, some of which I'll tell you about today. Great. Thanks, Ellen. Uh, so at the time, it was Meridian Clinical Research, but now it's Velocity Clinical Research, as, as we both had mentioned, won the inaugural SCRS Excellence in Patient Centricity Award last year with its proprietary patient surveying system. Uh, since building that system, I know you've collected over 7,500 responses from several clinical trial participants and uh, have subsequently then produced a white paper sharing some of those insights. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you collected this feedback? Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So our team built an in-house surveying system. It's largely automated, and we deployed that to all uh, 35 Meridian sites at the time. Um, and through in-clinic flyers or email blasts, or even more recently, bandages that feature a QR code, our participants can really easily access this patient survey. Uh, and as you mentioned, we collected responses from over 7,500 people uh, who'd taken part in our clinical trials. And one of the best parts, I think, is that a real-time dashboard shows all of the responses and ratings by site and automatically alerts our site staff, our patient experience team, our leadership of any potential issues when we get negative or constructive feedback or positive feedback for that matter, um, we have found that really only the most motivated participants will actually give us any feedback if it's unsolicited. So in order to get kind of a well-rounded view of patient experience, we decided to implement this survey tool to, to just be a lot more proactive at getting those responses. And so hopefully with this in place, uh, we'll be able to provide um, better insights to pharma companies that we that we partner with, which ultimately will improve the patient experience and um, increase our retention rates in our trials as well. It's really exciting, Ellen, these types of initiatives and programs at the site level, focusing on patient experience and, and really truly being patient-centric. Um, it's inspiring, frankly, and we'll talk a little bit more later about what uh, some of our other site partners can glean from your implementation of this program. But I'd like to start first with what some of the most surprising insights that you've learned from that survey or something maybe that you want our listeners to be aware of that you you were able to um, gain from the results of those 7,500 responses. 
Right. Well, you know, I think a lot of people are under the impression that that most volunteers take part in clinical research for monetary reasons. And we actually found out that advancing medical science was the biggest reason that they participated. In in fact, it it was no small margin. It was 54% with the next common response being only 29%. So what we heard often was that people oftentimes have a, a really personal connection with a disease or an illness through either a family member or a friend or or maybe even themselves, and they just wanted to be part of the solution. We know we saw this a lot during COVID as well, but these are recent responders to newer studies. So, So yeah, I think finding out that the stipend isn't actually the driving motivation behind most of our enrolled participants, I, I think that was that was pretty impactful for us. That's really, really awesome to hear, Ellen. And, uh, and I think enforcing for a lot of what the work we do here yeah. is for our patients and, and what the motivation is for the patients. Hearing that, I think, is um, really reassuring, I think, for a lot of a lot of our listeners and those that are in this industry to try to help patients. And it turns out, as you had stated, patients are in it to help medicine advance as well and to help our industry um, move things along and and bring new medicines to patients. So thank you for sharing those insights. Uh, We know that you also have the Patient Advisory Committee. Uh, What lessons have you learned from that group of individuals that have been implemented at your organization and and onto the, the trials as you operationalize them? Right. Well, you know, our our patient advisory committee is a is a natural progression from both the the patient surveying tool and also a lot of the patient panels that we've conducted over the last few years. Um, our committee is going to be very, very key in sharing insights that we can take to uh, velocity leadership and and decide how best to implement change and and improvements across the company. However, we actually just held the first committee session this month. Our recruitment um, process took a lot longer than than we anticipated. We wanted to make sure that that it was spot on and perfect. Um, so at this inaugural meeting, we highlighted the reason for the council, um, its mission, which kind of to, par- to paraphrase it is dedicated to fostering a strong partnership among our participants and our research professionals by elevating the participants' voice. Um, We also discussed member responsibilities and identified all of our agenda topics for the year. So I'll I'll be very happy to report key findings to you all once we have a few meetings under our belt, but I do know that the outcomes from these meetings are going to be used to affect change. And I'm really, really pleased that this is something that Velocity is excited to invest in. Um, In fact, over the next month or so, we're going to be adding a few more members to our committee from our Velocity sites, excuse me, uh, to join the legacy Meridian site participants that we have onboarded as well. It's really cool, Ellen, because you're not doing just one, but two very distinctly different but important and supplementary actions um, focusing on patient centricity, not only that research right through the investigations and the surveys that you're doing for the sites, which sounds like they'll continue to evolve and take form and glean new pieces of data out of, but also then this advisory committee to put those insights into action and Mm -hmm. uh, bring those things to the industry. So really, really cool to see um, this multifaceted approach to truly being patient 
patient-centric and, and patient-focused, putting uh, putting your money where your mouth is, is something that we talk about a lot in this industry. And it's great to see a site like, um, a, a, an organization rather, like Velocity, uh, really embracing that culture. Right. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's exciting times for sure. So as I had mentioned at the beginning, Ellen, I want to talk a little bit about what some of our other friends at the site level can do to replicate some of these efforts or or maybe where to start and how they start to shift their focus into patient centricity. Um, it might be easier or more difficult for others to kind of go full scale like you have, but what advice would you share with them on how to be maybe a little bit more patient centric if they're looking for a place again to start? Right. So, well, I know that not all sites have the scale or the size or resources that Velocity has. Um, you know, we we have 80 sites globally now, including 25 U.S. states. Uh, we have access to over a million patients. And so we know that now more than ever, it's really, really important for us to gather this type of feedback. Um, but, uh, you know, implementing a survey tool like ours takes time and money. Um, networks similar to velocity and size could certainly make that type of investment, but for smaller sites, single sites that I know kind of make up the majority of our site landscape, um, there are simple ways to gain this patient feedback. I mean, it can be as easy as leaving feedback forms in the waiting rooms or the lobby, but I think the main takeaway, the key is to be proactive about it because like I mentioned earlier, if if you don't ask, you're only going to hear from the most motivated of patients. And that's going to get you some feedback on social media, um, but it's not going to be global. It's not going to be all encompassing and they're not going to answer the questions that you that you want to ask them. So, you know, we found a lot of our feedback to be really entertaining. A lot of um, people gave us some hilarious stuff. One patient said in response to an open-ended question, what's one thing we could do to make you happier uh, was to buy her B BTS tickets. I had to look that up, sadly. But <laughs> but seriously, though, the results can also be really, really motivating to our employees because oftentimes responders recognize our staff by name. So whatever you do, there's a, there's a huge benefit for sites as well as for patients in asking for their feedback. And you don't have to have a grand scheme in place to do that. Um, oftentimes it's just asking. And so that's that's what I would do is just you have to be proactive, make the commitment and start somewhere. Thanks, Ellen. That's a really strong insight, simply asking and asking our patients, taking the time to survey or or get their feedback. Um, even if it's quick and easy, you yeah. have a place again to start. And I think that's the important message there is um, start simple and uh, just ask and use, use whatever tool that you find value um, at your site to be able to replicate and capture that information in a, an objective and subjective way. Right, exactly. Ellen, as we begin to wrap things up here, I did want to give you the opportunity to plug maybe a little bit of the work that you're doing um, and that production that you were able to execute in that white paper. So where can our listeners find out more about that white paper and the research that you've been able to do? Oh, excellent. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, you can learn more if you go to velocityclinical.com slash news. 
you'll find a copy of the of the white paper and of the eight insights that we found. And I, I know that SCRS listeners especially will relate to a lot of the anecdotal feedback that we that we shared in the paper. So I would definitely encourage everyone to go take a look. Great. Excellent. Thanks, Ellen. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us for SARS Talks and sharing um, truly valuable insights for our community and an update on some of the inspiring work that you're doing around patient centricity. Um, truly a model for the entire community to look up to when it comes to some of the effort that you all are putting in there. So thank you. Oh, you are most welcome. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to seeing you at an upcoming summit. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking to those upcoming summits, uh, for those that are listening, make sure that you register for those summits being held throughout the year by visiting the summit page on our website, myscrs.org. Upcoming summits include our SCRS West Conference, our inaugural version of our Technology and Innovation Summit, taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona, June 7th through the 8th, 2023. While you're on that website, be sure to also check out our other SCRS publications designed for our community of research sites in the publications section of, again, myscrs.org. We appreciate everyone's participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content coming out very soon. Thanks for listening.